Hey, super legends, superheroes, and superstars, welcome to another episode of the Hot Hire Podcast. We are live, live on YouTube, live on Facebook, and live on LinkedIn. So if you were tuned in, please let me know where you are from around the world. I love it when people put emojis in the chat screen. Give me a fire emoji. Send us some love. Today, we are going to absolutely spit some fire, and there's about a 20-second delay so i'm gonna get my next guest out here i absolutely love this guy we met in 2018 september of 2018 at a tony robbins event what i love about this guy is that he's really switched on um, he's got a great business mind and he's just one of the most kind caring compassionate people that you will ever met meet sorry and he's doing some great things for his clients so without any further ado i want to give a big Massive, ginormous welcome to Robbie. <laughs> wow, what an intro, bro! Thanks so much. It's awesome so to be welcome. here. How are you? Yeah, how are you, legend? Dude, I'm I'm great. It's it's such a crazy time of year. Everyone's like doing their celebrations or getting ready for them, and and I feel like things are speeding up. Um, with you know trying to close some stuff out this year. I've spoken to so many clients and different people, and everyone feels like it's actually getting busier not uh, not winding down so it's a little bit of a different year this year i think that's so good i've heard that a lot recently it's like with a few people i've spoken to they're like oh you know, i've been the busiest i've ever been like, I'll take yeah. it. look yeah. if you're uh, if you're an entrepreneur it's probably a good problem to have. <laughs> <laughs> the best problem the best problem all right so you want to give us a, a little bit of background about yourself and also your, your career journey yeah um i mean look most of my career has been um in in the corporate space i mean I've, I've done a lot you know in in reality from you know running a juice bar chain starting a juice bar chain um in my early 20s right up to sort of head of business development for huge multinational like like staples uh so the sales stuff has probably taken a big big chunk of the, the time that i've done but um you know uh i guess what led me to doing what i'm doing now um as a result of all that i mean because you think about it anything where you're leading a team of people it's all about leadership it's all about relationships it's all about helping people to deliver a result because that's you know in sales that's that's what matters the result and so i kind of uh you know when we met at um at the the tony robbins event that's was one of the beginning moments one of the big pivotal moments where my eyes started to widen to really what the potential is for someone like me or you know, just what really life could be about and, and that in business as well, um, which led to, you know, what everything is about uh, these days in taking that leadership and applying it to helping people start their own businesses online, um, which I really love to get to do as well. So it's an interesting journey, man, from this you know, nine to five corporate. And I know you know what that's about as well. And, you know, you could probably never go back. In fact, I, I just don't think it's possible. Could you do it? Yeah, never, right. No, never, never. And so it's about sort of unleashing that in other people and getting them to see the opportunity that sits there. Because, you know, the great thing is there's so much incredible knowledge in the world out there. Um, and these days we're all doing this, like we're doing right now, we're online, where we're, the opportunities for us to reach an audience are limitless, really. Um, so, you know, the, the knowledge and the wisdom of people can can be sought quite comfortably and easily. And if you if you know how to package it up, which is what you know we try to teach and share, then all of a sudden you've got a business that you can work online and um, and you know get a bit of time freedom back as well as enjoy you know some liberties that you wouldn't otherwise have when you're in a cubicle every day. You know, I think that's yeah. worthwhile. Robbie, right? You're gonna have to talk to me about entrepreneurship 
because I didn't realize uh, that you started off with a juice bar. So you've got the juice bar, you've had a sales career, you've managed people. So I feel that salespeople, we've all got that entrepreneurial sort of spirit, but there's only a few of us that will actually make make the jump. And then you've, you know, you're doing your business coaching, you're helping your clients. So yeah, talk to me about entrepreneurship. Yeah, I mean, I, look, to be fair, I used, to, I used to read books about entrepreneurship. One of the first ones I ever read was um, was Richard Branson's autobiography. I was fortunate enough to actually take the man surfing one time through a connection through the juice bars, actually, once back in the day. It was whoa, whoa, whoa. Awesome. Did you just say you took Richard Branson's surfing? Is that why I just heard Yeah, it? man, it was a long time ago. Man. I was in early 20s, you know. Um, he actually gave a toast to me at the dinner that night. It was actually my, my girlfriend at the time's family connection. Uh, and they were staying with us up at their place in Noosa. And he raised a glass because I took him surfing. And I was like, I was this shy kid. I, I was not an extrovert at all. So I was just this humble little like, oh, thanks, mate, you know. <laughs> but um, but it did inspire me. And and I think, um, you know, when, you know, and you and I would know this very well now is that it's not for the faint of heart. But, you know, I think in a sales, from a sales perspective, I think it, it does lend itself to being fairly entrepreneurial. I mean, a lot of the sales leaders I've developed, a lot of the um, the people I've I've led uh, and even even reported into, a lot of them have moved into their own ventures. Um, and it's really awesome to see. And uh, I think, yeah, as I think from a sales perspective, it does. I mean, the lifeblood of any business is sales. Like yeah. if you don't have sales, you don't have customers, you don't exist. And so you know, every good CEO that I um, can think of has had some level of sales experience because you've got to understand it in order to succeed. That's just a fact. Uh, and then hire really good people to help you do that. Um, so you've got to have that that wisdom or that that insight into what, you know, what people want and then how to get it to them. So I think if uh, in a sales environment, you really do start to get to know that really well. And so you start to maybe get some ideas. If you're a little bit creative, you go, well, huh, if I can deliver this for this client in the corporate world well what if what if i did that for myself you know I, I know what to do why wouldn't i maybe go and i've got this idea like i don't know like i i i can find these mice and find a different way to sell this same thing to people because of the way that i see it and all of a sudden you go well i'm going to go do that um and there's been some great success stories of of young entrepreneurs that you know started out in, as sales in my my teams and have gone on to lead multi-million dollar businesses in some pretty niche stuff. And there's one thing I'll say is that there's there's a dollar to be made in just about anything if you can find the way, but the way is there and the market is there. It's just a matter of, you know, finding that that fit between one and the other. So I would definitely I would definitely say that like entrepreneurship, it takes it takes a particular kind of person. Like we're we're all a little bit nuts in some respect because <laughs> we get up yeah. and we do the job and we keep doing the job and then we go to sleep and things break and we fail and we learn and we keep moving forward. But it's it's that drive and that passion for seeing that thing happen, that result occur that leads you to just keep going. Even when it all hits the fan and there's a mess everywhere, you get the mop and bucket out and you start again the next day. Um, so you've got to have that level of you know drive but you know you and i were speaking about this um, off air just before about getting really clear about why you're doing it. you know um i think like a lot of my clients and, and maybe yours too underestimate that getting really clear about what's important to you and who you want to be through this process when i say who you want to be it's it's you know you've got to realize that you're going to make mistakes that you're going to fail along the way 
and that you'll also succeed immensely. Um, but it's the failures that you really learn the most. And it's also where you grow the most. And so it's often not who uh, it's not the result that you get. It's actually who you end up becoming through the learning that builds you to being the person who deserves the success that you ultimately end up getting. Uh, because you think about it, um, like young, I used to go to, you know, I went to private school. Okay. <laughs> but, um, my judgment, my judgment matters. Yeah. yeah. But I went to school with some of these and they, they got given everything and, and you know, I got a big family and my family looked after me pretty well, but we're a big family. I'm the youngest of six. So, you know, I finished everything on my plate and, you know, I peeled prawns really quickly because if I didn't, if I was slow, I'd miss out, you know, that's the kind of deal. So, oh, yes. but, uh, some of these, some of these, um, or shrimp for, you know, the rest of the world, um, <laughs> put some shrimps on the barbie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I would, I engaged with some pretty amazing people through school and stuff, but some, you know, you could see that, they were kind of given everything and that's that's fine if, if you're able to provide but i i just caution that because ultimately you know if they if they've gotten everything that they wanted they don't respect the journey of achievement and earning it and um yeah i think as an entrepreneur you've got to realize that got to connect with that because you know you're going to have to earn it and you have to get up every day to do it and when you fail you learn and that's how you become the person that deserves to have that success ultimately and at the end of the day you've earned your stripes absolutely love that all right so with the the sales people that you've you've trained over the years are there any particular sort of like qualities or traits that you know that you'd look for um really attitudes the big one like attitudes people like young people I, I, I used to hire a lot of like junior people and groom them into bigger careers and I think attitude um and ability to communicate is a really big one I mean, I'm a bit of a creative person, uh, you know, high level eye in the sky, but I'm also a bit of a driver. So I like to just GSD, you know, I, I won't swear on here, but you know what that means. And oh, you can swear. Yeah, like get shit done. And that became the culture of every sales team or every unit that I led was GSD, like just get shit done. And if it's not something that's contributing to your ability to get the job done, you've got a question, is it worth me doing this? Is it worth the time? Um, and what was great about that is it developed a leadership mindset in my teams in my people because they started to look for opportunities and i mean the culture was like come to me with with solutions not problems like if you've got a problem that's great but come along and tell me like well, what do you think because i'm going to ask you anyway so be ready and uh and quite often it would you know it took a while for you know, a couple of guys and they go okay I, I get how this works and it got them thinking for themselves. And all of a sudden I had less of a job to do managing people. And I could focus more on leading people to the vision that I'd set for the team and where we wanted to take things. And as a result, they succeeded a lot faster because they weren't waiting to be told what to do. They were seeking out answers for themselves and they were moving themselves forward. And it was brilliant. So I guess what I look for would be, you know, people who aren't afraid to have a go, I guess, confidence in some way. And that comes through in how they hold themselves in communication. Um, and just a willingness to have a go. You know, I ask some interesting questions, pe put people on the spot during interviews that kind of throw them off guard, you know, and just how they respond to that. If they have a laugh or, you know, a bit of a joke and that kind of thing, just, just to see the character of the person, not just, you know, point blank answering questions. And I'm a pretty personal guy as well, a personable guy as well. So I, I do try to make things, you know, uh, pretty friendly or, you know, not make it awkward for them, but I can also sit back and let them kind of 
feel a bit of a presence too. And, and um, in those moments, you really do get a little bit of a sense of the character of the individual. So I kind of, I used to play around with that just to test, you know, where are they at? And they're like, kind of fit. Are they going to go for it? I don't, I don't, I never mind if people fail. I would never care. But just like, well, what do we learn? Are we, and we, let's not do that again. So go for it. I'd rather you go for it than you sit back and do nothing. Take the opportunities. And it became, I guess, I guess in a lot of sense, the culture was kind of entrepreneurial, even, even in the sales organizations, because people started looking for the alternatives to the mainstream, to the norm. And we ended up finding, creating projects. I mean, my teams had started building their own, like doing their own projects. Like, hey, we want to test this with these, this market, see if we actually get a result. It's like, boom, let's do it. Let's go. They would partner up with each other and go, we want to do more. You know, they were, I wasn't saying, hey, guys, can you do more? They were asking to do more. It was fantastic. And I think having that kind of culture is really important in any business. The more you, and I guess it comes down to leadership, but the more you have more brains thinking about the best solutions and the best way forward, I mean, you think about it. If it's just a CEO at the top, I've got this kind of, this leadership model that I'm working on for some, uh, for another client, um, a corporate client actually, in leadership yeah. for next year. And I think about this, if you've got this one brain at the top, it's just like, that's where all the vision is. That's where the, the, the ideas and entrepreneurialism are. Well, it's just one person. Then they've now got to communicate that to their leaders and then maybe their leaders and then their people um, all the way down the food chain. But what if the person at the top instills in their leaders a leadership mindset, an entrepreneurial look for solutions mindset, and then they do it to their people. You've got this whole organization now that's thinking, how do I make this thing work better? How do I improve the experience for my clients? How do I make this organization, this home that I spend, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours a week in, uh, work better for the people that I work with? How do we get this whole thing to work even better than it does right now? And all of a sudden, innovation is, is through the roof, the speed at which things occur, the collaborations that then end up uh, happening as a result of that as well. It's, it's, it's massive. And I think people underestimate uh, just how powerful it can be um, until you've experienced it. And then you can't go back. It's like, wow, that's in my head now. I have to do this everywhere I go now. And that's exactly how I try to run my businesses at the same time. It's If I'm not looking for innovations and looking for people who can help me do that, so I'm not the only brain working on what's next, um, then I'm not doing it right. You know what I mean? I love, yeah, I love that. So empower, empowering like, people to be able to make decisions or find solutions and that's what it's all about. So you've got me thinking of a question. So managing people, coaching people, are there any sort of similarities or difference or is it pretty much the same? Or? Uh, look, when it comes to managing people, I mean, there's, there's, there's managing people, there's leading people, and then there's coaching people. I think leadership is the, the, the consistent across the two. But if we look at say a, a corporate environment where it's more management and look, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I have to like manage clients too, to give them a bit of a, a kick in the pants to keep moving forward. Right. So it's not totally exempt. Uh, but when it comes to management, um, it's more like there's a, I guess there's a level of, of consequence, uh, to the individual in some respect versus, and you, you know, in, in that environment, I would coach my people. That was, that was my version of leadership, I suppose, because to get the best out of a person in a corporate environment, um, it's not just about the job and it's not just managing them to the tasks to do. It's about who the person is and how to get the best out of them on those tasks and, and the job. 
Whereas then you go into coaching, it's really all about, well, here's the frameworks, here's the tools, here's the resources. I will coach you to get out of your own way to do that. But ultimately it's on them at that point. Their accountability is their own accountability. Now you can try to hold them accountable, but if they decide that for whatever reason that, you know, life is is too busy at the moment and they're not allocating the time to it, well, they're not arriving to work every day where I'm their manager and can sort of enforce that change and enforce the work to occur. Uh, so it's a little bit of a different scenario in that sense, but there is some bleeding across the two that, that happens. Does that, does that answer the question or? Yeah. 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 So I love that. It was just, um, I was just thinking like for my next question with, you know, like morning routine an evening routine. Like, do you set yourself up for the next day? Like, do you go for a surf? Do you go for like a swim? Do you go for a run? Do you do the gym? Yeah. So, what do you do to um so my days so i i I don't know if you've um seen any of my my content but um put a program uh, we've got a a program it's all about more mindset stuff um and that's predominantly because a lot of business clients were getting held up by this and so a lot of time was spent sort of talking about that stuff when business was more important to some some other clients so we created another space for that to, to occur specifically and build a framework which I personally live by, which is Dr. Me, diet, rest, meditation, and exercise. And that needs to be a, a daily practice, um, or at least four to six days per week. So minimum four up to six, have a rest day if you want. But those things need to be ingrained in you on a, on a regular basis. So for me, what does that look like? Uh, so I do make sure that I get a good night's sleep. As a minimum six, if I'm really busy and working late and, and up early, Adam, and Adam. Um, but seven and a half is the gold, the gold standard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and sometimes if I have space in the afternoon, if I've had a busy little time, I might have a 20 minute siesta in the afternoon to kind of recharge and I kick on for the rest of the day. So that's cool too. And that's something that you wouldn't get in a corporate environment, I can assure you. Um, and so, yeah, in the morning I'll, I'll get up, I'll, I'll do a meditation. Uh, I've got a lovely friend who has actually written some, um, some recordings for me specifically, which is really nice. I've just started uh, this week going through um, and they're amazing. And then I set some intention. Um, and some gratitude as a part of that process. And here's a tip, guys. Tell your body and all your cells thanks for everything they do so loyally every day because we're made up of water. And I don't know if you've uh, seen Emoto's uh, experiments with water, but you should check it out online. But, but your body is so much made up of water and it's listening. So pay attention. So I do that too um, to keep my health on, on, on point. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, yeah, I'll, I'll do some exercise. Uh, whether it's just, you know, at, at home during the lockdowns, you know, push-ups, sit-ups, got a couple of dumbbells and things like that, or head down to the beach and have a jog. Um, uh, but typically when it's normal, I'll go to the gym, I'll do yoga, I might do Pilates. I try to mix it up because anyone of the same thing is, you know, you're, you're into fitness as well. It becomes mundane. Your body gets too conditioned to it, so something. But I try to do it at least four days a week. Um, and then, yeah, man, get some food into me and get to work. Um, and plan for the day so i mean i schedule everything i don't know if you do but if i schedule it it means that it'll get done with all the things that you try to accomplish in a day uh scheduling it in but also prioritizing you know the big rocks and little rocks analogy yeah Yeah. you've got it you've got to work to something similar to that because especially when you know um you're a, a creative entrepreneur there's a lot of shiny objects and we all know this the shiny object syndrome there's a lot of stuff you can chase down but Ultimately, is it helping your business where it is right now to get where you're going? So I always just prioritize, you know, what's the big three today? Just make sure those three things happen. 
at the very least, just make sure those three things happen. Once they're done, we'll add to the next, but focus on those first three, the top three to GSD. Um, and that's pretty much it. And I meditate in the afternoons, man. I eat pretty well. Um, you know, I, I try not to eat a lot of red meat. Uh, that's a new thing, but um, I do feel a lot better as a result of that. So less red meat, less, less meat in general, but yeah, definitely a lot of that less red meat. Robbie, that is gold. All right, do you want to tell us a little bit about like your business, like how you help your clients and also how they can get, how people can get hold of you if they're watching or listening yeah, to the audio? Awesome. Well, we, we're just doing a pre-launch right now of, um, of a new program, which is basically a culmination of a year and a half's worth of work, taking the feedback from you know, top clients, challenged clients, like really what are the things that are turning the dial for you, getting the result, um, and where are we spending time that is, you know, um, or too much time that's not necessarily yielding uh, as much a result for the effort we're putting in. And we, we created this uh, new program called Clarity to Clients so that it delivers exactly that. You know exactly what it is you're doing, you know who you're serving, you know where they are, and then you can go and get clients and you know, do your awesomeness with them. Um, so yeah, that's, that's in pre-launch right now. So I think we're going to maybe put the link down the, uh, the bottom here we've yeah, got the link. before that. Um, but we're, we've just rebranded to, to you as a service. Uh, because ultimately, you know, when it comes to building an online business that's about education and sharing wisdom and propelling the, um, the propensity of awareness forward, that is essentially uh, what it's about. And that's exactly what we teach. Um, so you can go to youasaservice.com. We've got some changes to that site coming. So probably over the two weeks between now, depending on when you're listening to this, you'll see those changes come through for us there because we've got a big, big lot of shifts coming through in our business over the over the Christmas break while we shut down. It's go time. That's why I think I was saying things are starting to get a bit more busy than it would be otherwise. Um, and uh, and yeah, but basically, we, we work mostly with with coaches or budding coaches. People are getting started, and then existing coaches who want to then digitize their experience so that they can scale more easily and, and not spend as much time in the doing, but maybe um, supplement some of the one on one stuff that, or the teaching stuff they'd be doing with some video content and other resources that help to show clients the, the, the what to do. And then when they come together for the coaching sessions in person or on phone, it's more about how to actually do that, how to actually execute that. And it allows them to spend more time, you know, um, you know, building great stuff for the clients, but also um, not, you know, not limited in their capacity to earn by just one-on-one -on -one experience, back-to-back one-on-one experiences. So yeah, it's really exciting space and it's a really exciting time um, for us to be doing that with the world kind of going more digital than ever before. So we're really excited about how that's playing out so far. Mate, that is epic, epic. All right, very last question. Is there anything that you'd like to leave the audience with? Anything um, at all? Man, I've got so many like coined terms that I that I live oh, by. But the big one I would say is, you know, it's only ever failure if you stop. If you stop trying, that's the moment you've like you failed. And sometimes you can make the conscious decision to say, I actually don't want to do this. And that's fine. Move on and learn something new. But if the desire is genuinely there and it's something you believe in, then you only ever fail when you stop trying. Everything else is just a lesson. So if you can get your head around that and you're passionate enough about it and you just pick yourself up and keep moving forward, even through the challenging stuff, because they will arrive, you, you forget about it. Nothing, nothing in life is linear towards success. It requires you to fail in order for you to succeed to the levels that you're going to. So it's only failure if you stop trying. That would be what I'd leave behind. 
Somebody call Tiger Woods because that was a hole in one. Love that, bro. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Love it. So, Robbie, I just want to say a massive, huge thank you to you. Like, you're an absolute superstar. I've got so much love for you. You're one of the most charismatic, engaging, compassionate guys. And I've just, I've just got so much love for you, bro. So, thank you for all the value and for coming on and just spitting some fire. Love it. And it's, it's been awesome to jump on, man. I really appreciate it. And honestly, we when we are able to, we've got to be able to have that catch up. It's been way too long. Definitely, 100% we will. Yeah, thank you, bro.